All right, well, we are continuing. In fact, this is the penultimate message in our series, Words to Live By. And I hope you've enjoyed it so far and we're going to kind of plow on and we're going to finish strong, I believe. And actually, these last two messages, they're kind of connected a little bit because they're both going to be looking at the idea of faith and of hope and faith and hope go hand in hand and so this is going to be great and I hope it's going to encourage each and every one of us as we as we hear from the word of God and so this week we're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 and it's talking about faith it's talking about faith and actually the the whole of the book of Hebrews is actually it's a book that is filled with encouragement it's filled with encouragement for us to persevere, to persevere, to stick with it. And actually this whole book, if you just open the Bible, flick to Hebrews and read through it, spend some time doing that because it's full of words to live by. Let me just skim through and give, me, give you some highlights. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, Don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another. Do you know, it's easy to make excuses and find a reason not to come to church, not to join a life group. It's almost easy to kind of drift away and to stop connecting and stop engaging. But the scriptures tell us, do not stop meeting together. Why? So we can encourage one another. Because it's hard to do life on our own. We need to be surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ to do this journey together. Chapter 10, verse 36, you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Again, this is an encouragement to not pack up, to not give in because God has made a promise to you. And we said last week that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. And so we just need to keep on persevering through it all so that we can step into and see that promise. Hebrews 12 verse 1, let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us. Keep on going. He's really encouraging us. Don't stop. Don't give in. Don't grow tired. Don't grow weary. Keep on pressing in and running that race of the path that God has put before you. And it's not an easy path No one says it's going to be an easy journey, but we just got to keep on going through to the end. Hebrews 12 verse 3, consider him who endured such opposition so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. That we can almost take comfort, can't we, in the fact that Jesus suffered. I don't know, that seems a bit weird, doesn't it? But we can take comfort knowing that he suffered because he has been through what we might go through. That there's nothing we can go through that he hasn't already endured. And so we can take encouragement from that. That he took, uh, he faced persecution and, and punishment even from people in his hometown. Especially from people in his hometown. And so I think that often we can face persecution in some form or another. From our family, from our friendships, from our workplaces. Even from those closest to us. But Jesus went through that as well. He gets it. He's been there, he's walked through it, and he can walk with us and journey with us when we struggle with that stuff too. So we need to keep on going, we need to endure those trials, we need to persevere through it all, even when stuff gets tough. And the only way to persevere, the only way to persevere is if you have 
faith. Everybody say faith. We've got to have faith. There's a song there, isn't there? I won't sing it. <laughs> Hebrews 11 verse 1 says this. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Those first two words. We're just going to camp out there for a bit this morning. Now faith. Now faith. It's not a yesterday thing. It's not a tomorrow thing. But faith is a right now, today kind of thing. The God we worship is the God of today. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Today. We know that God's done it in the past. And we know that God will do and can do it tomorrow. But you better believe that he can do it right now. We've got to have a now faith that actually that miracle can happen right now. That answer to prayer can come right now. We can have faith. When? Right now. Right now God is working. Right now God is moving. Right now God is speaking. I don't know about you, but I want a right now kind of faith, a now faith. We mentioned last week that it's good to look back and it's good to kind of see how far it is that we've come on this faith journey. And and that actually we had faith to begin this journey in that moment years ago or days ago or whatever it was. We had the faith right then to begin this journey and it's good to look back and to see how much we've grown and and how much God has done. We had the faith to begin but what's our faith like right now? What's our faith like right now? Are we living on fumes of past faith or are we allowing the past to fuel our now faith? Let me say that again. Are we living on fumes of past faith or are we allowing the past to fuel our now faith? And as you continue to read through chapter 11 of Hebrews, the author gives us what's known as the hall of faith. It's an incredible chapter, a beautiful chapter that reminds us of of numerous accounts of people from the past who acted in faith, who had a now faith for the call of God on their lives. And, you know, he does that so that we can look back at these incredible men and women, these heroes of the faith, and allow their stories, allow their testimonies to fuel our now faith. That we can look back to the past and see what other people have done, to hear what other people went through and how they conquered various things and how they won various things and how God moved in their life and allow that to fuel our faith right now. And you know, the reason that each and every one of them, we're not going to go into that this morning. I encourage you to go away this week and read that chapter, chapter 11 of Hebrews, and allow that to encourage you. But the reason that each and every one of them had the faith to do what God called them to do was because they heard a word from God. They heard a word from God. And God's word is powerful, isn't it? 
God's word is powerful. And I'm not just talking about the written word of God, but the spoken word of God. It is so powerful. Right at the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1, it says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And how did God create? He spoke. He spoke. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, let dry ground appear. God said, let waters swarm with fish. God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal. God said, God said, God said, and there was. Every time God speaks, something happens. Every time God speaks, because God's word is powerful. There is power in the spoken word of God. And in order to have faith, in order to do things by faith, we first need to hear and have a word from God. In Romans 10, 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if we want to be people of faith, if we want to have a now faith, we need to hear from the word of God. And many of you know my story and we've shared it before about how it is that Ruth and I are here today as pastors of this church. And it's actually because over dinner in Lytham one evening, I had a word from God spoken by another person. God spoke a word over my life and something changed. And it gave me the faith because I had a word from God. It gave me the faith to leave behind a career, leave behind a full-time salary and step into the purposes of God for my life. And I can stand here today and say that God is faithful to me because he gave me a word and that fueled faith within me to step out. And so I believe that when God speaks a word over your life, when God speaks a word over your life, that you can have faith that he will see it through to completion. So hear a word of God and allow that to activate your now faith. If we want to be a people of faith, if we want to have now faith, we've got to hear the word of God. And so let me ask this this morning. Are we going to be people of fear? Are we going to be people of fear or are we going to be people of faith? Come on. Are we going to be people who listen to what it is that the world says? Because when the world looks at stuff, they see impossibility. When the world looks at situations and world looks at at the call perhaps that has been put on our lives, they see impossibility. But when we look through the lens of faith, when we hear a word from God and we look at what seems to the world as impossible, We know that the impossible can become possible with God. That actually we can hear the word of God and we can allow that to fuel our faith and see the impossible become possible. Are we going to allow fear to creep in when we listen to that narrative that's going on in our mind that we've been talking about over this series, those negative thoughts that bring seeds of doubt, that sow seeds of doubt into what God has spoken. Are we going to believe that? Or are we going to believe the word that has come from God? Are we going to hear a word from God and allow that 
to activate our faith, to encourage us to step out in faith and believe that God can move and that God will move in us and through us. You know, words have been spoken over this church. Words have been spoken over this church that say that actually we are going to be a church of influence in our community. That we are going to be a church that actually if we were to be removed, if we were to close down or shut up shop for whatever reason, that actually there would be a hole in this community. There would be a gap. There would be a lack. There would be something of worth missing from this community because a word was spoken by God over this church. And you know, it might be easy for us to look around this room today and see some empty chairs and think, really? Isn't that just a pipe dream? Isn't that just wishful thinking? It's all right, Michelle. (laughs) And to look around this room and think, John, you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. There's absolutely no way. We could let fear creep in and stop us from walking in the purpose that God has called this church to live in. Or, or we can be people of faith who hear a word from God and begin to put it into action. Allow faith to rise up within us and have the boldness and the confidence to say, I don't care what it might look like right now. God has spoken a word over my life. God has spoken a word over this church. And so I'm going to walk in the boldness and the courage and the faith that God will see it through. You know, this whole series has been about defeating the enemy and about eradicating those negative thoughts, those seeds of doubt that allow fear to rise up within us, that try to choke our faith and derail us from from what it is that God has called us to do. And, you know, we're in week seven of eight weeks, but we are barely scratching the surface of the words to live by in this book. Just open it up. Just open it up and read it and let the word of God speak into your life. Build up faith within you so that you can walk in the plans and purposes that he has called you to live. Because we can be a people of fear or we can be a people of faith. And we need to make a decision. That's something that we need to be intentional about doing. We need to choose Not to listen to fear, but to listen to faith. Because the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. God's love casts out fear. So we don't need to be a people of fear. We can be a people of faith because of God's perfect love. And when we receive the word of God, and when we receive the love of God, Fear can be eradicated because our anchor is placed firmly, firmly in the love of God. Not in the words of man, but in the word of God. The only firm foundation, the only thing we can rely on. Let's place our anchor on this. Let's place our anchor in God. Are we going to be fearful people or are we going to be faithful people? You know, the Bible is the word of God given to us to build faith within us. 
if ever you are feeling fearful, if ever you are feeling just weary and tired, pick up the word of God. Open up the word of God and allow it to build faith within you. And then what happens? When we read the word of God, when we hear the stories and the testimonies of people within this book, when we hear from God through his word and we allow faith to rise within us, what happens then is that we then become an example of faith to those around us. That actually when we step out of these doors and we've been singing about faith and we've been reading and hearing about faith, that actually we can step out of these four walls and into our world and be an example of faith to those around us. That through hearing the word of God, we can become men and women of faith. Men and women of faith that can see God moving in our families, in our friendship groups, in our workplaces. That actually when we allow faith to rise up within us, to be fueled within us, that it doesn't just stay there. It doesn't stay inside of us, but it begins to ooze out of us. It begins to just flow out of us and people see it and people catch hold of it and they can be empowered themselves to have their own personal faith because of your faith. Because of your faith. So we need to be intentional about building up, about working on, about growing and developing our personal faith so that we can be an example of faith to those around us. When we find ourselves living on the fumes of past faith, we can turn to the word of God. We can turn to the word of God. We can remind ourselves of those words that have been spoken over our lives and then let that become the fuel for our now faith because we need now faith. And so let's read the word. Let's remember what has been spoken over us and let that build faith within us. You know, fear can stop us from walking in faith, but that's not the only thing that can stop us. That's not the only thing that stops us from walking and living in faith. Another thing is distraction. Distraction can stop us from living in faith. And it's a challenge for many of us, particularly in the the culture that we are living in, because we are just so easily distracted. We're so easily distracted. Have you noticed that our attention spans are just getting shorter and shorter and shorter? The kind of joke is, is about... You know, we've got, a, we've got the same attention span as a goldfish. That's kind of what people say. And there's been studies done, and I don't really know how they do it, but I'll just tell you what the facts are from what I've read online and take it or leave it. Apparently in 2000, in the year 2000, our attention span was 12 seconds. That's pitiful, isn't it? That is absolutely terrible. 12 seconds. But apparently today... We are living in a world where the average attention span of a human being is 8.5 seconds. 8.5 seconds. A goldfish has nine seconds, apparently. How they test that, I don't know. So we are lagging behind the goldfish now. We have slipped below the really dreadful benchmark of a goldfish. On average, we pick up our mobile phones 1,500 times per week. 
We spend an average of three hours a day on our phones. Some of you are thinking, that's not possible. It is. I get weekly reports. <laughs> it's, a, it's bad reading. I think I'm probably creeping over three hours a day at the minute. It's terrible. But that's just one of many things that is vying for our attention. Yes, we've got mobile phones. And, you know, many of you will know that actually when we did our 21 days of prayer and fasting at the beginning of the year, I chose for my fast to be social media because social media was, and if I'm honest, still is a distraction in my life. But it wasn't enough for me to stand here and tell you I'm going to fast social media and that be it. I had to literally delete social media off my phone because I can't tell you how many times, particularly in the first week of prayer and fasting, that I reached for my phone in a moment of silence or a pause in the conversation or even while people are chatting to me. And I pick up my phone and go to open Instagram and I'm like, oh, it's not there. <laughs> so I put my phone back down. I find I'll listen to you if that's what I have to do. <laughs> it's so sad, isn't it? And I'm just... I'm confessing that to you today. I'm still struggling. Pray for me. But you know, there are so many distractions in our life, aren't there? It, it might not be your phone. It might not be social media for you. Maybe it's shopping. And what you need to do is delete the Amazon app off your phone and remove Apple Pay and cut up your credit cards because shopping is your distraction. Or maybe it's TV and you just need to switch it off, unplug it, throw it out the window. Whatever it is that you need to do to get rid of that distraction in your life. Because distractions are stopping us from walking in faith. Because they are taking our eyes off Jesus and putting our eyes on the world. We need to remove distractions from our lives. You know, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is found in Matthew 14, and I've preached on it before, and we've talked about it before, but it immediately follows the feeding of the 5,000, and Jesus has sent his disciples off in a boat ahead of him while he goes off up the mountain to spend some time in prayer, and then in the middle of the night, it says that he appears to them walking on the water, and the reason that I love this story so much is that actually within it, we see both of these obstacles. We see fear and we see distraction. We see fear and we see distraction because Jesus had instructed the disciples and he had said, go ahead of me, go to the other side. They'd had a word from God and he was going to see it through. He was going to get them to the other side. There was no reason for them to be fearful, but then they see him Walking on the water, it says they thought it was a ghost and they began to be fearful. Fear began to rise within them and actually that stopped them from operating in faith. I believe that up until that moment, they had no doubt that they were in safe place. They were fishermen. They were used to being on the water. And yet they see Jesus coming to them, I don't know, out of the mist and the fog and this image starts to appear walking on the water, all ethereal looking. And they begin to be fearful and they begin to be afraid. But then Jesus calls out to them and he gives them comfort, doesn't he? He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. I am here. 
And then Peter being Peter, I love any story with Peter in it because he is amazing. He's this kind of all or nothing guy that just throws himself headfirst into whatever situation he's doing. So he's like, Jesus, if it's you, then tell me to come. Tell me to come. And so Jesus is like, all right, (laughs) come. And so Peter hears a word from God. Come. One word. Come. And Peter allows that word from God to fuel the faith within him to step out of the boat and onto the water. Impossibility. And yet faith was within him. Because of the word of God, fear was now gone and faith was present. Enough for him to step out of the boat. I hope that like Peter, we can hear a word from God and allow that word to eradicate fear from our life and build up faith within us so that we can begin to pray bold prayers. So that we can begin to ask of God that the impossible become possible in our lives. Yvonne said it this morning, why not? If we have the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, why can't we raise the dead? And so why don't we, hearing a word from God, let that eradicate the fear from our lives, be faith to build up so that we can say, dead man, rise up. Sickness, be gone. Cancer, be gone. Because faith has built up within us from hearing a word of God so that we no longer need to shy away from what seems impossible, but that we can have the boldness to approach the throne of God and say, let heaven come down to earth. God, move like you said you would move. I have the faith to believe. I have now faith to believe that you can do what it is that you said you will do. If it's really you, tell me to come. You know, that's really important. It's great to step out in faith, but don't step out in faith unless you've heard from God. Because if Peter had stepped out of that boat, but he hadn't heard from God, what do you think would have happened? He'd have sunk. But he heard a word from God. God said, come. Jesus Peter, sorry, said yes. Jesus said, come. Peter said, yes. And then what happens when he gets out onto the water? He's now walking in impossibility. He's now living a life full of faith, walking towards Jesus on the water. This does not happen. It is not possible. And yet he's doing it by faith because he heard a word from God. And then what happens? He gets distracted. He doesn't pull out his phone to look at Instagram, but he looks at the wind and he looks at the waves around him and he gets distracted. And what happens is the fear subsides and so does he. He begins to sink in the water because he was distracted by what was going on around him. And that can be like us, can't it? That actually, even when we're walking in faith, 
even in the midst of the miracle happening in our lives, we can become distracted by what's going on in the world and hearing the voice of the world saying, that's not possible. You are not doing what you should be doing. And we get distracted by what's going on and our eyes come away from Jesus and we begin to sink. We begin to sink. But God has a plan for your life. God has a perfect plan for your life where you will see incredible things happen, where you will see the amazing power of God at work in you and through you, that we have the authority of Jesus at work in our lives, but the enemy is ever-present, circling around us, and he will use fear and distraction to take our eyes off Jesus and onto what's going on around us. And so we need to be diligent. We need to be continually and intentionally working on our faith so that when fear comes, so that when distractions come, our faith is rock solid and we won't be knocked. We won't be shaken. Our eyes won't waver of the person and power of Jesus and so we can continue to walk in his plans and in his purposes. You know, no matter where you are on your journey with God this morning, I want to tell you that God loves you. God loves you. He is for you and he is with you every step of the way and I want to encourage you to this week, do go and read chapter 11 of Hebrews Read the whole book, but if not, read just chapter 11 and hear these testimonies of the heroes of our faith and allow the truth. These are not just fairy tales. Allow this historical truth of what these men and women went through and what God brought them through and allow their past faith to fuel your now faith. And if you've had a word spoken over your life, whether that's direct from God through a vision or an audible voice or whatever it might have been, or whether it's through someone else who spoke a word from God over your life, I pray that this week you will spend some time thinking about that. If you wrote something down in a journal, get it out and reread it again, even if you've read it or thought about it a million times. Do it again and ask God, how's my faith right now? Do I have now faith to see this promise come to fruition? Am I still pursuing it? Am I still chasing after it? Or or did I have the faith to begin back then, but now it's dwindled and and now I'm not so sure anymore because fear and distractions have crept in and, and I've begun to waver off course. Get yourself back on track. Step back up onto the waters. Fix your eyes back on Jesus and continue to walk by faith, in the plans and purposes for your life. Just spend some time being honest with yourself. What is distracting me? What is it that I need to remove from my life to stop the the distractions from taking away my fear, my faith? What fears are creeping up within me that are taking away my faith? Can we get our focus back on Jesus? Can we get our eyes back on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith?
You know, this morning, God wants to remind us to be a faithful people. Not to be a fearful people, but to be a faithful people. To be men and women that God has called, filled with faith, equipped and empowered by the Holy Spirit, that actually through the way that we live and through the way that we love, we can demonstrate faith to those around us. That actually people will see faith at work within us to then build up their faith. And it can be this just incredible ripple effect that our faith produces and builds up someone else's faith, that builds up someone else's faith. And we can see God's kingdom come on earth in our lives, in our families, in our workplaces because of our now faith. Let's not be people living on fumes of past faith, but let's stand on the word of God. Let's stand on the promises of God and allow now faith to rise within us once again so that we can step out of the boat, so that we can walk in the plans and purposes that he has called us to live in so that we can see his kingdom come, that heaven comes down to earth because we have now faith, now faith. Let's pray. Yeah, God, I'm just so thankful for the incredible and many examples of faith found in your word. And I pray that every time we open the Bible, every time we open your living word, that as we read these stories of men and women of faith, that it will fuel our faith. That God, where faith within us has begun to kind of die down and that fire is just kind of embers glowing rather than a raging furnace that God you will begin to fuel that fire that you would fan those flames into a raging fire of faith so that God we can have the boldness and the courage to step out into impossibility that we can pray bold prayers that we can have bold requests that we can speak to illness and disease and sickness that we can see dead men and women raised to life, that we can see broken homes restored, that we can see poverty eradicated, that God, we can see your mighty hand at work on this earth because of bold faith, because of now faith. And God, I pray that we wouldn't miss the fact that even as individuals, even as one man or one woman of faith, we can see incredible things happen. We can see incredible things happen. As we begin to live out and as we begin to speak out the word of God, we can see you move in our lives. We can see you move in power. And so God, I pray that we would not hold back that we would remember that moment as your Holy Spirit fell on those disciples in Acts. That actually it was just one man who spoke out. As Peter began to share the gospel in that room, as he began to speak out in faith, thousands were added to your church that day. Not because of him, 
but because of you at work through him. And so God, we would recognise that even as individuals, with the unique skills and talents and gifts that you have blessed us with, that we can have now faith to step out in boldness and in courage and into your call on our lives. Reminders of words spoken to us. Reminders of your promise spoken over our lives. And fuel that faith within us once again. Fuel that faith within us once again so that we can see thousands come to faith. Because God, that's what it's about. Not about a warm, fuzzy feeling. Not about hanging out with others in church on a Sunday and singing some nice songs, but about getting out there and seeing people one for Jesus. Seeing your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray.